Welcome to the Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, the podcast dedicated to the commercial food and commercial repair industry. My name is Pat Finley. I'm a lead master certified technician at General Parts Group and a certified special trainer. My goal is to shine a light on what I believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries that field service technicians are working. I love the work I do, and I'm glad you're here listening to this podcast. In this episode, I talk with Colton, aka the Viking Pipe Fitter, with Diego. We are live from AHR. <laughs> so I was lucky enough to get a slot. It just happened to be one of the last slots in the entire show. So here I am. But I am very fortunate to be here. Um, thanks. That, I want to thank everybody for being here and supporting me. Um, I want to thank Colton for coming on. Uh, Colton's with Viega. He is a, a trainer. Yeah. A little more. Yeah, they call me trainer, technical consultant. The roles changed a couple times, but I do the same thing. I say social media guru. <laughs> so. Um, if you don't know, my name is Pat Finley. I host a show called Commercial Kitchen Chronicles. Um, I repair restaurant equipment, uh, install and repair restaurant equipment, uh, fryers, ovens, combi ovens, grills, anything in a restaurant, I'll work on it. Dish machines, ice machines, if it's there, I'll try to fix it, if not. So uh, I started this podcast just to try to spread awareness on what I do and try to you know, show another avenue of the trades. Um, there's a lot of people who don't know what I do, and I think it's it's a cool job. It's a rewarding job, and uh, I make a lot of money doing it. So, why not spread the word? So, um, but my goal is to have people on to promote the trade. So, Colton does a pretty good job uh, showing all the cool stuff he does with Viega, and getting all the younger people involved. So, I figured I'd have Colton on. He could talk about um, his journey into the trades. You know where he started, where he's been, and how he got to Viega, and we can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of have a weird path into the trades. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, we had a ranch and stuff, so I learned how to do a lot of things as a young man. I learned a lot of mechanical stuff. Um, that kind of transferred out. I did try to go to college <laughs> for about six months. Um, I needed to stay on my parents' uh, health insurance plan, and you had to uh, be enrolled in school for that. So I went to college. That did not pan out for me, um, obviously. Um, so that's what my dad said. He had a buddy who needs somebody with a driver's license. Uh, so I had a driver's license, so that's when I started in the union as a pipe fitter. It fits. It worked out super well, and then I just went to work, worked hard every single day, um, did what I was supposed to do. In my third year, I started getting to run crews and stuff because I had tried really hard and I had some of that prior knowledge coming in. Um, and then I kind of worked my way through that pretty quick. So by the end of my career, I was a superintendent, run a lot of jobs, had a lot of different weld certs, but at that point I was trying to manage employees. Um, it was great. It was super fun. I liked doing it, but I kind of found that I was like 27 years old and I was at the top. Like I was like, well, I'm a super. This is where I'm going to be in the trades forever. So I started to open up my eyes and I wanted to look for something else to do. Um, my company actually built Vegas headquarters. They did the mechanical on it. Um, and I had a buddy who got a trainer from the plumbing side, trainer position, and he said it was really cool. So I was like, well, I think I could be a trainer for Vega. So I went and did the interview. Uh, because they already knew that they liked me and I got the job at Vega as a trainer just so I could try to expand what I was doing plus I love the product so I've been using Vega the whole time that I was a pipe fitter so coming over and training on it was kind of like second nature like I already use this stuff I already talk about it I already know how it works so now I just teach other people how to do that did a little bit of social media um, I kind of got into it by accident I didn't have cable or internet until <laughs> I was until I worked for Vega, so I was about 29 when I got cable and internet. Uh, I always tell people the story, when I moved into my house, I actually cut the cable off my house because I didn't want it attached. It was like right through the middle of my yard, so I just cut that cable off and it fell back to the power cord. 
And then Vigo wanted me to go home and train for my house, and like, you gotta have Wi-Fi. And I was like, what is, I don't even know what Wi-Fi is. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So they sent me home with a little hotspot. I blew up the hotspot. They had a lot of big bills because of, like, I didn't know how it was working, so we were watching movies and stuff. And they're like, you need to get like a real internet back to your house. So that's how I got into it. And then I got into social, and I just love the platform. It's super cool to kind of get to reach some of these younger guys and push them into something like I had. Because I, I grew up with not a lot, um, and then I got into the trades and now I have a lot of cool stuff and it's all based in me being mechanically inclined and being able to go to work and work hard. So it's a great way. I think some people, they have like the helmets, the hard hats type thing. In my world, it's a little bit more of like handcuffs to hard hats. Like I got to find something I can do to make good money. And it was a great career choice for me and kept me out of trouble. That's a cool story. So I grew up dirt poor, bounced around from house to house. I changed schools a million times. Um, growing up as a kid, I started off as an electrician in trade school in high school, so you could do vocational. So I took two years of electrical. So we'd wire a house every year, and it'd, it'd be like a habitat thing, and be in partnership with that. So we'd build a house, wire it. You know, we had all different phases, um, and then we'd also do the electrical maintenance of the school. So here I am, 17 years old, and I'm working in classrooms on two 77 volt lighting circuits with those kids in there. I'm blowing up strippers, blowing up linesmen. I mean, it was terrible, dude. Out in the parking lot, getting shocked on parking lot lights. So like, the light's not on. Well, the photo says at the top of the pole, and I didn't know that. No one explained it to me. I'm at the base of the pole, you know, playing with 480 volts. I mean, so I've always been fascinated with working with my hands. I've always tore everything apart. It fits me well. So I was an electrician for six or seven years coming out of high school. Um, I went union. The market kind of tanked. And then I hadn't started class. If you're not in class, you're the first one to go. I mean, you know how it is. They, they yeah. support the guys that are in class, or, you know, because they have to come in. So I didn't get picked up to go to class. Everything kind of tanked, and I lost that job. So I went non-union for six years, and uh, I got stuck doing track homes and apartments, and it was the same thing every single day. And I have ADHD, and if you know anything about ADHD, you cannot do the same thing every single day. So my dad worked for a company doing what I do, and he, he started off as HVAC and I didn't really do it, um, and, but he worked in the restaurant industry. Um, he transferred over, so he got me a job with the company he was at when they got bought out by a bigger company. He didn't want to be a part of that kind of takeover. So he got me in, and uh, I did three years training uh, for hot side. I wanted to do refrigeration, and they didn't want to teach me for refrigeration. They're like, you're good enough on hot side. Let's let it fly. And I'm like, I can't have this. I'm bored, you know? So I, uh, I jumped ship and went to a company that said they were going to teach me refrigeration, and their idea of teaching me refrigeration is shit's in the van, figure it out. <laughs> Just go do it. Throw, yeah. me, throw you to the wolves. So that's how I've been, I've been doing refrigeration for 11 years now, and it's, it's been a great journey. It, it suits me well, though, because I can't focus on one thing. It's always something different. Um, so I, the, how I got started in the podcast and the social media stuff, I had social media, and I was like, I, was, I started listening to podcasts, and I was listening to Gil, and I was listening to Tool Pros and all those other guys, and I started following all these guys on Instagram. I'm like, man, these guys got thousands of followers. They got all these cool tools and stuff. I'm like, I'm like, you know, the plumbers, the Omars, everybody out there, they, they have all the cool stuff. And I'm like, well, there's no one showing the restaurants. I'm like, let's get in on that. So that's where I jumped in. I, uh, I, I said I was going to do a podcast and ADHD style. I was like, ah, I forgot about it, you know. But my work caught on when the, I said something about it, and they liked the idea. So I was walking past the, the vice president operations office, and he's like, hey, Pat, I want to talk to you. And I was like, oh, man, what do I do? And uh, he's like, no, it's good. Come on in. He's like, it's about your podcast. I was like, oh, he's going to tell me I can't do it. I'm out. <laughs> he's like, we're going to support you. I was like, oh, man, no, I got to do it. <laughs> well, it's almost worse. It's like the golden handcuffs. You're like, you yeah. got a good thing. And they're like, now you got to, like, keep it and make sure it is a well, good thing, right? It, it's great, though, man. I love it. At first, it was stressful. It's still stressful at times now. But I get to meet so many cool people like you and do interviews. And it's a blast. I'm just trying to spread the word on the trades, man. Like, when I was growing up, 
that's when schools really start pushing. You have to go to college. You have to go to college. Yeah. You have to go to college. And it's 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 a it's a bad thing to do. I mean, yes, there's colleges needed for people, but it's not needed for what I do. It's not needed for what you do. I mean, unless you want to be an engineer, you know, something like that. But I make a ton of money doing this, and it's fun. And my son, he uh, he's my apprentice now. 20 years old. Oh, poor he's making, guy. <laughs> he's making double what I made starting out with 16 years ago, and he lives in my house still, so he's got it pretty made. But um, So he was like, he wanted to play football, and he could have went and played football somewhere, and he kind of got the COVID thing, kind of screwed him. He had he did really good, but didn't get to do school visits and stuff, and uh, you know he was starting to get to, he was trying to figure out what he was going to do, and his buddies were going to JUCO and stuff, and I'm like, I'm like, look, I was like, I make too much money. You're not going to get anything for free. Yeah. I said, you screwed around a party to your grades suck. <laughs> I was like, so you're on your own, dude. So whatever you do, you're going to have to pay for it. I was like, and I know what's going to happen. You're going to go out to Oklahoma with your buddies, and it's going to be drink fest, and you're never going to class. You're going to fill out, and you're going to owe thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to warn you what you're getting into. And it worked. So he was trying to be a lineman that it fall through. So he's actually working with me now. But I just – I don't want guys to think that you have to go to college to have a six-year six-year career. I could do it easily. Nope. It, and I, I mean, it's 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 out there. It's how hard you want to work and what you want to learn is as far as you go in this field. When I think what I always like point out to people is like you have endless opportunities. I think a lot of different careers like have a stopping point in them. Mm -hmm. There's always a point where it's like, well, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. This is how much I get paid. This is the end of the market. And when you look at construction, there's just tons of different avenues. Yeah. If you want to end up in sales, you end up in sales yeah. out of it. If you want to like turn and like go back into the trades and dig in deeper and train people like mm -hmm. you are, you get even deeper yeah. into that. So it really opens up that door to people in a way that I don't think they even understand. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like you said, talking to the younger guys, I really liked, we had a high school group today and I walked them around. I'm like, you could be a business owner. Mm -hmm. You could work for somebody else if you don't want to take on all the insurance and all that yeah. worrisome kind of stuff. So there's all these different avenues and it's literally whatever you put in. Yep. Like I like I like something where like my input is my output. Yeah. As hard as I try, it's what I get and how much I get paid and it's just a really interesting way to go about work. Yep. So I don't know, I, I think too many people miss out on it. College is great. I, I point out to a lot of people, my wife went to college She's got a master's degree in counseling, and I make a whole hell of a lot more money than her. <laughs> so it's not, and it's not even a bad thing. It's no. just that there's not enough value put on things no. like that sometimes. And if you go to college and you don't have a focus, you're really in trouble. Yeah, I mean, we're we're in such high demand in all trades that their the money is ridiculous. Like I said, my son is making like double what I started off 16 years ago, and he still lives in the same room he's lived in for the last you know, 17, 18 years in his house. So. Well, it's kind of scary to think about actually that he has that much money. It's a dangerous thing for a young man to well, have a whole lot of money. Technically, his account's still linked to ours, so we know how much money he has, but <laughs> he's got a goal. He wants to save $75,000 and then buy a house. So he, That's cool. But he, he he's smart. I mean, he's he just did terrible school because he had ADHD, and we never tested him. I just yeah. like, I had it. I dealt with it. Figure it out. Yeah. Find an outlet. And my outlet was barely making out of high school. And his outlet was, I'm going to go hang out, play sports, and hope for the best. And he made it out. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's a smart kid. He does day trading. And, like, yeah. one day in, like, 15 minutes, he's like, I just made $800. I'm like, what? Awesome. He's like, 15 minutes, I made $800. I'm like, why are you working here? Yeah. Well, I think people learn differently, too. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff, like a lot of college and a lot of the reason that's good is that, like, can you sit down and do your homework every night yeah. and follow the rules? And, no. like, for me, I'm a smart guy, but I can't follow a single rule. 
Mm -hmm. I'm never going to do what somebody else tells me to do, and I'm going to run whatever that is into the ground. Yeah. Whereas with the trades, it opens that up a little bit, and you get to work with your hands and do something yeah. a little bit different and touch things and feel things versus, hey, this is your work, go do your work and stick to it. So I like that kind of open feel to the business where I can do what I want sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm my own boss. Yes, I have a boss or a dispatcher or a phone, but yeah. I mean, how fast I fix a call or how fast I get to my next call is all up to me, all I want to do. If I say, oh, you know, this call can take a little longer, I just do it and no one's barking at me. I mean, you know, overtime calls come in, emergencies come in, that happens, but I'm my own boss for the most part. I mean, they got GPS and they tell me where to go, but I'm listening to whatever I want to on the radio. Yeah. If I want to have headphones in, I do. I mean, it's, it's cool. Just I, It was the same when I was an electrician. I could do whatever I want and had fun. It was a blast. It's just I got bored and I wanted more. And, you know, like where I'm at now, I'm a tech. I worked up to lead tech and then now I train for us and uh, our sanctioning body and then, you know, I do the social media stuff and they support me with that so I'm trying to push the trades that way and try to push my trade and all the trades in general but it, it's it's never ending. Like, I was talking to my marketing guys, like, I want to get more involved in marketing stuff. I said, I love what you do. I said, we need to have other stuff that we do that shows what we do, not just the guy's name inside the oven that's fixed with his thumbs up or the van. Yep. You know, I'm like, we need to show guys in there getting after it and fixing stuff, you know, and that kind of stuff. So that's something I'm working on when I get back. And he's like, you sure you want to take on more? And I was like, you, you've been dealing with me for the last year and a half. You already know the answer to this. Absolutely. So you are talking about going faster. Like, what do you get to press? I know commercial kitchen is a lot different than a lot of yeah. like the areas that Vega plays in. But I know we've talked a little bit about like you have gas fired equipment, so yep. you might get to use some like mega press, yep. pro press on drains, things like that. Yeah, so um, I'd be able to do, we, I rent a tool, I'm terrible. I'll, I'll go pay the money and rent a tool from a spy house and buy the fittings, you know, cause I don't want to do the fire watch. I mean, you know, you understand yeah. fire watch, for anyone doesn't know, fire watch is where you can't have a burn. You gotta have a guy standing there. I mean, I've seen, I've heard some as far as like 24 hours. Yep. You're gonna pay three guys to stand there eight hours for nothing. Um, so. You know, it, 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 it speeds up the job, it's safer, it looks better. I mean, I don't solder enough to make it look all nice and pretty. <laughs> Dude, mine's got big old burgers hanging off of it, looks like cat crap, I mean, it's terrible. It, 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 I just don't do it enough, but the press, it's not taking a skill out of it, it's making it easier and making my job more efficient. So I do uh, water lines, so a lot of times I'll get to a job and they'll just have a stub out, a copper stub out. Okay. And then most of the time I just sweat on a, a, a male adapter and just threaded brass on there and I hate the looks of it because it's all bulky and nasty so you know if I can I try to press copper on there try to mount everything to the wall I want to make it look good I want to make it look like you know Jeff or Mike Flynn did it you know <laughs> not some guy in the kitchen so no um, no so but I do uh I do some copper stuff um I try to change anytime I see pecs come through the wall I, I'm not gonna try to change it over to something rigid because it's in a kitchen people hit it with carts yeah. and all kinds of stuff so I change it over to something rigid mount so it's not gonna get ripped off the wall and then uh I'm trying to get into the mega press gas because all the time, man, I'll be I'll run into a kitchen. Hey, we're ready for install. You get there, and it's got a three or four inch gas main across the back, and it's got a T, and it's got a, a three quarter inch, you know, hookup. And I'm like, I need an inch and a quarter. I need an inch, you know. Yeah. I can't do nothing with this. Like, I'll just put an adapter on there. I'm like, well, gas doesn't work that way. It doesn't like to be choked down and blown back up. You're gonna have issues. Yeah. And then you know, projects on hold. I'm calling a plumber. So if I have the capabilities to go in and cut that out and mega press gas in. I can take care of it myself. I may have to get fittings, but I'm not waiting a week for a plumber to come in and then, oh, I'm gonna take all these lines apart. Because in a kitchen, I mean, you can have a 10-foot wall or you can have a 100-foot wall full of stuff. You never know what you're gonna run into. So just the capabilities of what you can do with that tool yep. just blows everything out of the way. It's super nice to do that and like pop in there. And like, and especially on those larger sizes, like versus like, like you said, a week and then somebody's gotta come and make a weld. So you're like shutting the gas all the way down to make yeah. a weld, purging it all the way out versus like, 
I'm gonna shut the gas off, but I'm gonna cut it and press it in, not worry about blowing anything up. Yeah. It's gonna be ready to go when I want it ready yeah. to go today. And it kind of opens up your whole company now, yeah. right? So you guys aren't paying somebody else. Cause every yeah. time you're like, oh, I gotta pay a, a third person to come in and help us out now. So that's the problem. A lot of times they're like, what's the cost? What's the cost? What's the cost? And like, well, the fittings are more expensive, but guess what? Just time and speed and the way it looks makes up for that. It's like, what about the tool? The tool's expensive. I'm like, well, I'm like, if you use the tool, it's like we have other tools we use, we charge a fee for. Yep. We can charge a fee for using this tool. Yep. And so they're starting to catch on, they're starting to understand it. So I'm trying to press the price out setups for a few of the markets, I'm not sure. I'll make sure my office gets one, <laughs> but um, I know we're going to do quite a few of them, so I'm trying to get it all set up. But I mean, I wanted to be able to do all kinds of stuff. I want to be able to do refrigerant lines, I want to be able to do water, gas, uh, everything. So we, the biggest we do copper is two inch, but gas is just kind of, you never know what you're going to run into. It could yep. be, a two inch manifold could be a four inch manifold. Um, I've got restaurants that have 10 pound systems now. Oh yeah. They, it, they can't, I don't know. It's crazy, man. Uh, That's I a lot of gas. <laughs> I see two pounds. I was like, oh, I figured it was a two pound system. And a guy was walking out. He's like, hey, are you going to install this piece? I was like, yeah. He's like, you got a 10 pound regulator? I was like, no. He's like, well, he's like, that's what happened. They didn't put the right regulator on there and they melted this thing. It literally was like a, a cast iron tilt skillet, stainless steel top, and it was like waved. There's 10, I can't believe the valve opened. You know, I've, I've actually seen a couple of those high pressure. I did, I redid a school right before I went to Vega and it was like their cafe area and it was 10 pound gas. So we had, and we did the same thing. We had to change out the regulators on the roof because yeah. they were all set for two pounds. So like nothing was working correctly and they tried to blame me for it. And I was like, no, I don't know what's going on here but it's definitely not my fault. Yeah, I mean, normally in that situation they'll have a big regulator, you know, in the kitchen or yes. in the ceiling. <coughs> they didn't, they were just feeding everything. I was like, I'm glad you said something, dude. That's wild. I was like, because I would have been responsible for a $10,000 piece of equipment becoming a, a paperweight, so. Well, I appreciate it, that's for sure. I, like, I like getting us into, like, a business that's not normally thought of, too, you yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah. people, I don't think people understand, like, we can use this in a lot of different places, so it's always nice to start, like, getting somebody to press who, like, maybe thought it was, like, never a thing. So yeah. I remember when you and I first start, started talking, and I was like, I can probably get you a tool, and, like, we can probably figure this out, and you're like, I don't even know what I would press, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it, I would yeah. want it, you know? I mean, it, it's coming that way. It's gaining popularity amongst our, our office, and we're, we're huge into safety right now. We've had some guys get hurt doing stuff and yeah. some stuff they shouldn't be doing. It's like, if we can, we got a lot of newer guys and, I, and that's, that's, I use that to my advantage to try to get this program to go through. I'm like, we got newer guys. I don't know if they can do this. You, know, yeah. you don't want them to burn up a wall at a school or something. Cause sometimes it's not stainless steel. Sometimes it's for my kid and they just pop it through. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this guy doesn't have a mat or doesn't have a way to block the heat from burning up that poor mic and he's over a torch. I'm like, eh, you get big. Now all of a sudden, now we got to call a contractor back in to fix the wall. And, I mean, even the experienced guys, like I can't, like, oh, I'm not going to lie and say I've never lit a stud on fire. Oh, like I've done it. It's happened. <laughs> dude, I've crawled underneath some hot wells and, you know, like that's something else I could probably use. It was like hot wells. Yep. They're built in and they'll have a copper drain. And, and you go in there and guys will just, they'll cut it out. And instead of uh, soldering it back together, you go in there and there's shark bites in there. I'm like, this is like 200 degree water. You can't be having that pouring through a shark bite. So every time I, every time I see one like that, I always quote for all new copper. I always try to quote unions. I always try to go back in and press it back in. I yeah. mean, put the unions on there. I put them on the downspout so you can take it off so you get the well out. That's the problem. They change the wells, but they don't come prepared. They just hack it out, hack it in, man. Yeah. Well, you're on the service side. I think it's funny. So I grew up construction. Yeah. Like, I put in new stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you're in construction, you're always like, screw the service guy. Like, who cares? Like, you just put it in hard piped, and you're like, oh he'll God. deal with it. And then I moved a little bit. Like, my company, like, we had some service stuff, and I had to start doing service work, and it changed my outlook on every install I had ever done. I'm like, those were some jerk moves. Like, yeah. there's got to be a way to...
to fix this someday. Yeah, so I install a lot of equipment, <laughs> just a lot of combi ovens, and we do like dish machine installs and booster heater installs, and it's always like underneath a, underneath a, a chute coming in a dish machine <laughs> or back behind a dish machine, they'll set the dish machine, hey, we need you to hook the water, and I'm like, Where's it at? And like you climb over top of the dish machine, like, how am I going to do that back there? <laughs> if you can get in there, press gun and just press it and come up, you're good. It's, Literally reach over the back and like oh, press dude, it's it terrible, in. terrible, yeah. man. And you know, climbing underneath those dish machines, it's, well, generally when I'm installing, it's not too bad, but there's water, there's, it's hot, it's tight spaces. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to run a torch underneath there. Yeah. The last time we did a kitchen too, I hadn't, it was one of my first kitchen installs. So we ran the gas pipe out of the wall and then they were going to come hook up all the stoves and mm -hmm. stuff. So I ran it out and I had a valve there and I plugged the valve so they could hook it up. And then it came down the line that I was hooking up all the stoves. I was like, oh, I'm the guy like to do all of this. So you're not the guy that's put the hose in backwards for me. Have you a quick connect? No, it was not backwards. Everything was in the right direction. Everything worked out right. But like when I got there and like, they've got those clips on the walls yeah. that like holds it in case it pulls out so it doesn't rip yeah. the gas line off and all that stuff. And like, I just like, I don't know, it was like a new venture for me to like be doing that part of it. And it's one of those things where I was so glad that like, not even to sell for Vega, but I was so glad that I had used Mega Press because a couple of them I had turned the wrong direction. So the way that she came out, like it wasn't, like yeah. it just couldn't reach. And yeah. I just like got on there and like turned it back over. Like, there you go. That's like, the, I'm super glad this was pressed. That's the coolest thing I like about the gas system is you can make a swing joint out of it or if you, you, you know, you mess up and you got to move it a little bit, you can do it. So there's a lot of possibilities of that stuff. So it's cool, man. I love all the stuff you guys offer. And I love watching your content, dude. The stuff you come up with is great. I, you know. The biggest thing I like about you is what you do appeals to the younger guys. Yeah. I mean, I've said this comment before, you know, a lot of guys think it's a bunch of old, fat, crusty guys in the trays, and it's not. I mean, these younger guys come in, they're smart. I mean, they don't want to do the hours. That's the guys have been doing it for a while have done it. But if I can get them to come in and work 45 hours a week, 40 hours a week, I'll take them all day long, man. Absolutely. Well, and we're going to need the younger generation. Yeah. I, I keep saying it. Like, progression is born of, you know, retirement and death. Mm -hmm. And we've got a lot of people retiring and dying. Oh, yeah. so like we have to get a new, younger crowd into it. So it is a good point. You can make good money. Oh, yeah. And I think you and I have both proven right. like, you can look cool doing it yeah, and have a good time doing it. Yeah. Like, it's not this, like, horrible, I can't believe I have to do this job. You know, there's, there's really sucky days, but the sucky days always seem to be worth it. Like, when I look back at my career and I start talking about, like, these different days, like, the stories I go back to and, like, what I'm proud of were those hard days. Yeah. You know, the easy ones, you don't go back like, oh, remember that super easy day? Like, remember when we struggled through, mm -hmm. we got this done, we took care of somebody, we made some money doing yeah. it. Like, it's a, it's a cool career that gives you a lot of pride in what you do. And oh, I yeah. think most people miss pride in, like, what they do in their lives. Like, they kind of have, like, a meaningless job. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, when I look back at what I've done, I'm like, man, I can take pride in everything that I've done because it was actually fun. But on top of that, like, people got some stuff that they needed done. Yeah, I'd like to be an electrician, but like I said, I got stuck doing track homes and apartments. Yeah. And it was the same thing, so I just kind of got burnt out on it. Uh, if I was a service, it would probably be a little different. Who knows? I'd probably still end up in this situation. But <laughs> it, it's, I mean, I love the install side where it looks great. You know, you get it all done. The pipes are all straight. They're all attached to the wall. They look great. And then the service, I mean, I... I'm the lead tech, and I don't get a lot of the easy stuff. And I get the stuff yeah, the other guys yeah, get there yeah. and they screwed up. And I'm like, oh, well, he's been out here five times. And you look, he's been out there seven times. And, like, he's got a list of parts. I'm like, where are all these parts at? Oh, they're on there. I'm like, oh, man, here yep, we go. Yep. He got there, and, you're like, like, I fix it. And, like, you know, I'm, like, patting myself on the back. And I got a little bit of an ego. Yeah. Um, it's, it's cool. You get a little bit of a swagger. It's, it, I love it because it, it's rewarding. I mean, to know that you went in there and fixed something that someone else didn't, it's cool. 
I used to always come home and tell my wife, I was like, I feel like I'm being punished for being good at my job. Because oh, yes. I would do the same thing. Like, if somebody sucked and, like, blew up a job and destroyed it, they're like, well, Colton can go handle it. And oh, I'm like, my oh, gosh. my God. I'm like, I get all the worst jobs because nobody else will do them. Like, this is so sad. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm like I, I, the same same breath. I'll be like, oh, I'm the only guy who can fix this. And then I have to go fix it. I'm like, man, I don't want to go fix this. Make someone else learn this stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you just were bragging about it. Now it's your chance to shine. I'm but like, it, no. But it does push you a little bit, though. So, like, when you get to a couple of those and you've helped people out and stuff, like, you're like, when you're there, when they're on their way out, you're like, hey, like, I would have done this, this, yeah. and this. Like, I would have handled these things this yeah. way. And, like, maybe next time it won't have to be me. Like, you can kind of take up that slack a little bit. Well, I always cool try thing. to, like, explain to them. If I go behind someone, I, I want them to be there. And it doesn't always work because we're understaffed. But if they can be there, I like to be there and, like, walk them through yeah. how I came about it and yeah. show them what they did wrong. And hopefully they learn from it. You know, guys call me for tech support all the time. And I don't give them the answer. I'll know the answer from the symptoms because I've done it long enough. I've done it enough times. But I always ask them questions, you know. If something's not lying, I'm like, what's your gas pressure? Oh, it's okay. I'm like, no, 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 that's not the answer. I, I need the pressure. Know, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, it's, it's fine. I'm like, no, fine and okay is not an answer, dude. You didn't check it. You're lying to me. Exactly. So I try to, like, lead them down the path that they'll figure it out. And a lot of times they won't call me for it again because they know because, oh, I figured it out last time. And it's just trying to teach people, man. Yeah. I enjoy teaching. Like, it's so crazy that I enjoy, like, I train for vegans. Yeah. So I teach all day. And like coming from like the background that I did, I hated school. I yeah. did not like teachers, like because I was a bad student. So of yeah. course they didn't like me. Well, they just didn't teach the way you you could learn. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, school's a it, it's a book, man. They, teachers are pigeon to, pigeon toed, whatever you want to call it, into a certain path. They have to take that path. And anyone doesn't fit that path, you're just considered a bad student. When really they just they they don't take the time to adapt to your learning style. I think. Yeah. And I think we do a poor jobs as a country for everyone. Yeah. Well, and that, that's kind of what's cool about Vegas. So, like, when we started doing our virtual training, our first virtual trainings were PowerPoints. Oh. Get on, there's virtual, here's me clicking through PowerPoints. I did a couple of those, and I started thinking to myself, I was like, if I had to show up to this class and take a PowerPoint class from Vega, I would never do it again. So we did a couple of those, and I reached out to my boss, and I was like, hey, man, can we just, like, turn on the camera? Like, let me show some fittings. Let me do what I do in person, but, like, let me do it on camera. And they were open to it. And he was like, yeah, that's a great idea. That's cool. Did a couple of those. And then all of a sudden, it was like, all the trainers need to do this. We need to get better cameras. Yeah. We need to start doing different angles. We need to figure this and that out. So we took something that was just like a little idea and kind of sucked. Like, we didn't want to yeah. do virtual training, but we had to. Yeah. And we turned it into something that was really special. Yeah. So I think people reach out all the time. And like they'll take a meeting with us. And we leave. And they're like, they're surprised. They're like, man. I, I did not want to come to this, but it was so good and it was so cool. And like when they say that, you're like, all right, this is all worth it. Like I'm so glad we went this way. Like makes me feel good about it. Like we're different. We're doing it the right way. Yeah. So I teach for Cefesa refrigeration. I do it a couple times a year. So the first, I was actually supposed to go to the word classes. I've been doing refrigeration for like eight years at this point. And my boss was like, I want you to go to this class. I'm like, I'll take any class you give me. Yeah. I didn't know it was basic level. So um, <laughs> I had a big job come up at school. Had some walk-ins go down, and then instead of fixing it, they wanted to rebuild. So like. Uh, it canceled my, I didn't get a class to cancel it. And then all of a sudden, over the summer, my, my uh, the president of the company is like, hey, you're going to go to this festival and teach refrigeration. And I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, we want you to do it. So I went out there, and the first time I wasn't teaching, I just sat through the class to see what it was. It was literally 90% of PowerPoints. Dude, there's pictures from Copeland from, like, the 80s in these PowerPoints, dude. And I'm almost like, I was like, I'm going to beat my head against the wall. There's, like, that old corny voiceover oh, over the whole dude. presentation. Yeah, dude, I just, like, this is miserable. So... I came back and like, hey, we want to add some more hands-on. I'm like, okay. So, and then once I officially got announced as the trainer, they're like, okay, we're going to revamp it. So now I'm about 50-50. So cool. I'm trying to work out all that stuff. 
And I told him, I was like, okay, I was like, I'm only using three TVs in the classroom. He's like, yeah. well, there's four TVs, we want you to use all four. I was like, no, one's gonna stay in the lab. So I can take my computer back in the lab, yes. and I can show it there, and we, I get these guys to tear stuff up, man. I'm, they're trying to do install, so they do an install program, so they're wanting to get into the press world there too. So I teach everything, man. Um, I start out the basic refrigeration cycle, thermodynamics to work my way through, and I, I try to do it all hands-on, dude. PowerPoints is just, I start, the first time I did it, I made PowerPoints. I'm like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. These guys don't want to see this. Yeah. Let's go back there and tear some stuff up. There's always, so there's this tiny little benefit to some of the PowerPoints, like having that little backup, because some people like to read and see yeah. it. So if you're in, like, have that PowerPoint, like, let them see a picture, let them talk about it. But I, like, use that as, like, a jumping yeah. point for everything else. And, like, I think something that I missed as a student is, like, like you said, like, they didn't teach the way that I learned. So they just threw it the same way they've always thrown mm -hmm. it. If I'm in a group and I notice that this group is like antsy, I'm like, we're in the shop all day. Yeah. If I'm with a group and it's like they're more relaxed and like maybe they had a rough night and I can tell that they like <laughs> don't want to be standing up and like doing all the shop stuff, like we get a little bit more classroom and we go a little bit more technical and you know, having the ability to kind of like pivot on that and just like have all those capabilities of what sets it up. And like that's why I feel lucky to be at Vega because not only do I get to do like the cool training and stuff, but like they've also provided you know, a multi-million dollar facility that I get to do the social stuff yeah, out of. Like, I crazy. get to provide that to other people. They see the value in it, so we get to bring that, like, two-fold yep. plan. Like, training all day, getting to do that cool stuff, and when I've got the time, I get to put out cool content yeah. that has to do with Vega and show it off a little bit. So, I think a lot of people are like, oh, you're so good at it. I'm like, well, I've got I've got a pretty good support around me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have myself, and then, like, we literally have the Vega social team, yeah. and, like, social and PR manager. Like, these people who do the real job, yeah. And I'm just making fun videos, so yeah. it I, like all ties in together yeah, really I, well. Yeah, I've mentioned that concept. I was like, man, you do really good. He's like, no, I got a lot of people behind me to support <laughs> me, and they're really good at their job. So, and I'm getting that way too. Um, you know, I won the social content award somehow, and I still am blown away and amazed by it. But like, my social media guy for my company is always like, oh, you post too much. I'm like, look, see, I don't post too much. No. So, <laughs> but he's he's always there to help me out. Uh, my parent company wanted to like, like, hey, if you record stuff, you can send it to us. We'll edit it to you, and we'll send it back, and you can post. It. I'm like. I don't want it super edited. I don't want people to know that someone else is doing it. I want it to come from me. Yeah, yeah, a little want, rough and yeah. raw. I'm like, and you can see my progression from when I first started where I'm at now, and eventually you'll see where I go. I mean, yeah. I don't want someone to do it for me, but I, I appreciate the support and the feedback, and they're like, hey, do this, do this, you know, if you need this, you know, record this way. So it, it's cool that they support me. So it sounds well, like you, you got a great support staff too, so that's well, really cool. Yeah, one well, having that support too, because like, I'm good at it, and I have like a natural knack for mm -hmm. it, but like, having people like Becca who like runs our stuff and who is there to like kind of like back me up and like tell me like, hey, right now, like this kind of thing is trending. Yeah. Like what we're seeing is this yeah. and this. Like most people don't have that. Most people don't have like a whole team who's like, I'm really good at this. Like, let me kind of lead you down this path. And yeah. like, maybe this could be a good idea. And like, you could try that out. Like it's a different feel to it. Yeah, so our parenting company, our parent company has all that, but my company that, you know, our little corner of the, of the company, doesn't have that. We got a marketing guy, and I'm trying. That's what I want to do. I want to be more like try to. I don't want to come out of the field, but I want to like help with the social media and try to help grow that side of it a little more. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's cool. Well, and I think you need the twofold. Yeah. Like it would be crazy to say like all of a sudden like I'm just gonna do marketing. Yeah. Because then what do you do? You start to lose touch with like yep. who you are yeah. and why like people like you and yeah. why we like your content, yeah. why you won the award because you're that real guy. Yeah. You pull out of the field and all you do is the yep. other stuff. Like there goes all that benefit to being one of us. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, they, they said a lot about teaching, and I was like, I don't want to come out of the field completely because I feel I'll lose all relevancy because yep. my market is growing so fast. Like now you you're playing with, 
I mean, not playing, but you're you're utilizing your stuff all the time. You know, yeah. you get a hands-on stuff. I feel if I lose all the hands-on, I'm just going to lose it. I mean, anybody can stand there and tell you how an oven works, but, you know, when they're coming off a new controller, I mean, these ovens have touch screens. They have, like, iPads on them now. Like, these <laughs> things self-diagnose. Like, I can literally open it up, and I can test each individual component, turn burners on, turn heat on. I, it, it's, I don't know what's going to come next, but I don't want to – miss out on it because I'm not in the field anymore and all of a sudden I got guys come to class and no what more you, me. What do you do? You miss it and then read about it in yeah. the book and some guy comes in and you're like talking about it and he's like, no, no, no. He's yeah. like, you have to hit the back button four times and then you scroll down to this screen and you're like, well, I've never touched this so I don't know. Yeah. Like, like you said, like you don't want to get outdone by who you're trying to yeah, help. Yeah, so that's another thing. Like we have this software we use and the lady teaches in the office, she never uses the software. So we have people sit in class and like that use the software. So they were having problems with a new, a new company, a new acquisition, they were switching over and they, they called me earlier and I was sitting in and I was like, no, you gotta do it this way, this way, and this way. They're like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, well, that's how we do it. And they're like, yep. oh. <laughs> so it, it's just amazing the things that are out there. So. When you learn so much better, like we do a lot of tooling stuff and like mm -hmm. I'll be talking with the tooling manufacturer about their press tool and I like ask them a question and they like won't be able to answer the question and I'm like, do I know more about this than you do? Because I touch it all day and yeah. like I've been screwing it, with you it. You do, yeah. Like I heard about one of the press competitions out there. The guys were saying that the tool was faulting out. It wouldn't make more than four presses in a minute. Yeah. And I, I was telling everybody, I was like, so what you guys were doing wrong was like you have to wait this long after each press yeah. before you pull the trigger or else it does not like reset its counter. Like you yeah. could have all gone faster, but who presses all day like I do. Like yeah. there's not many people who are making, trying to make more than four presses a minute well, like I have to all the it time. Was just, it was just a race we had. So like the one tool, like you go back to back to back and it was literally like a second and a half faster too. Yep. So it was like a huge concert. It was all fun though, we had a blast. My team got our butts kicked. I had my little Canadian buddy that talked trash for two weeks oh, no. and then we get stomped and then, <laughs> and then we were, he was talking, so he was chirping at Shaw so much and then Shaw was chirping back I was like, we got our butts kicked for talking trash. You're going to get your butt kicked. He got his butt kicked, too. Of course, so yeah. It was great. It was all in fun, though, man. This, this environment, this community that's formed from social media is amazing, dude. It's kind of wild. I love it. My, my wife makes fun of me. She's like, you're out there. She's like, you're like a hero. You're like a celebrity. I'm like, at AHR. I'm like, nowhere else in the world. I'm like, at AHR, everyone knows me, but, like, the rest of the world is like, we don't care who dude, this guy the, is. That's the same way. I was, in, I was at Napham last week, which is a restaurant show, and like all kinds of people were like, we, we watch your content, we love you. The yeah. president of my company came up and was talking to me. I had no, I didn't know who he was, and he like came up a couple, a couple of times talking to me and stuff. <laughs> I see his name was Clint, he works at Partstown, and later on in the night I went somewhere, and they're like, you know who that is, right? And I was like, no. They're like, that's the president of the company. I was like, that dude's like found me on the floor three times. Yeah, yeah. And then he found me out here at HR. I was like, I was like, what are you doing here, man? He's like, oh, we're getting into HVAC. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's you just, know, and it, it's cool, and, like, I think that we're going to, like, change it. Like, I oh, think yeah. it's going to be more and more where it's the general public oh, kind yeah. of understands it, and, like, people are going to realize that we're doing something that's, I don't want to say it's easy. No. But you can get into it, and you can, like, do it well, and yeah. people appreciate it, and I think we're going to start to change that culture around it. Like you said, we're not a bunch of dirty plumbers with our cracks hanging out. Like, <laughs> it's a cool, fun trade, and, like, yep. people are going to change their minds. So uh, I won't spend – I won't take any more of your time, but I want everybody to um – I want you to give your information off where everybody can find you. I mean, I'm sure everyone that's listening to me knows you already, but Absolutely. we'll put so, it out there. <laughs> um, at Viking Pipe Fitter is going to be my Instagram. I'm at the Viking Pipe Fitter on TikTok because I'm stupid. And I started one TikTok, and it was Viking Pipe Fitter, and then, like, I lost the login, so I started another TikTok. And that's the one that people should know, and it's the Viking Pipe Fitter. Yeah. 
I'm also on YouTube, even though it's hard to find people to find for some reason. It's terrible. I tried tagging you. You wouldn't let me tag you. I tagged you again. I couldn't tag you. I so. don't know what's going on. I'll figure that out. <laughs> it's also Viking Pipe Fitter. I've got some other things coming out. I've got an apparel line coming and some other surprises coming very soon. So keep your eye out for those. And really the big one here is you want to remember to follow at Vega LLC. Oh, dude. Because yeah. it's such LLC. a cool page. LLC. LLC. Don't don't tag some anime guy like I did yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> Luckily, one of my one of my followers was like, dude, change that. You tag some anime dude. And he took a screenshot. And I was like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, I've tagged that same guy and like gotten messages back from him, and he's like, oh, thank you so much. And I'm like, wait a second, like this wasn't even on purpose, bud. I'm sorry, uh... but those are kind of the big ones. And really, like follow at Vega LLC because you get like. A lot of the information I do is fun, informative, but VGLC does the giveaways. That's who you want to reach out when you're like looking for a DM in your area. Yep. If you're trying to find swag, like that's really that main page. I'm here to support. It's uh, it's a separate thing, but we kind of help each other, you know, balance each other yeah. a little bit. They get to be a little bit more technical, a little bit more proficient. I get to be out there, have a little bit more fun, and you know, break the rules when I can. <laughs> yeah, you better watch out. You better watch out. Uh, I like Troy. Is Troy? Is it trainer, trainer Troy? Yeah, he's cool. I heard him on some pockets, and I started following him, and I see him on there doing stuff too. But I love your guys' stuff, man. You're always out there just showing everything you guys do and having a good time. So Absolutely. It keep makes it fun, man. Make the trades fun, and we'll make the trades great. Yeah, and I'd keep your eyes out. We're looking at a couple different programs, so you might see more Vega people cool. coming out. And it's just different ways of giving you the same kind of information because everybody learns different. Sweet, sweet. Well, 